1: I'm Shen. And I'm Lay And this is the Wild Day Nat Podcast. Yes. Welcome.
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel so awkward after that. Uh, yeah. Actually. I'm like, hmm, hello. We greet
2: them and now it's like, hello. Oh. <laughs> we actually have to talk to them. Yeah, guys. How's it going? Let's
1: check in. Yes. Let's just go right into it. hmm How are um, you? How's your week? My check-in is a check-in out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Mm. Oh that was my week really
2: mumbles that like emoji that has like the like the Rough, swivel yeah with? yeah
1: just add a tattered cardigan to that emoji and stop this. messy hair
2: i will say this friends when i walked in she was wearing two hats <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm like that's an indication of what your week's been like wow she I, had a, ha- a cap on.
1: I couldn't even pretend this week.
2: And then there was another hat on top. And I'm like, why do you have two hats on? And she's like, well, I was... I'm like, mm. okay. I'll
1: leave I it there. I actually didn't answer the question. Yeah. It just looked.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's it, man. Um, yeah, I had a rough week.
0: Boo. Mm, I'm sorry, friend.
1: Compilation of things. But I had um, a great evening with a friend that saw my state yeah shout out to shy and she took me outside did she <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> took you outside
1: <laughs> she came here to hang and was like girl you're a mess oh no let's go outside please oh that's so nice where'd so, you guys go um we went to symposium
2: oh i love it there you do Their food's pretty good
1: barely go there i think i've been there like three times now
2: i'll be honest i've been there one time but the one time that i went nice i cake. thoroughly enjoyed it i had this
1: um Uh,
2: it's like a seafood medley pasta. It was really, really good. Shout out to Nakai. She took me there for my birthday, and I loved it.
1: Friends. Friends. How many of us have them? (laughs) Yeah. So shout out to Shai for seeing me in my frazzled state and holding me down. That's awesome. Aww. What about you? Okay, friends.
2: Well, I hope that, you know, the week, uh, there's a turnaround for you. Things get brighter. The weekend's coming. The sun is shining today. There's no snow on the ground, so... There's lots that is about. the highlight
1: of my week, actually. The weather was pretty uh, good, so yeah. Winter and I went on a lot of long walks. Mm-hmm. She was loving it. Same. I was loving it. I needed the fresh air.
2: Yeah, we went to, Leona and I took Yara to Natural, Natural National Park, the one in Whitby, by mm-hmm. the waterfront there, on Monday. Mm-hmm. So nice. Yeah. Hmm. I wasn't sure we were going to get any more of those walks in, like, this time of year. But. Yeah. Mother Nature has been kind. Who would
1: have thought? Mid November? No, actually, the end. Right. The tail end of November. I'm going for nice brisk walks. Yeah. And I'm not even wearing my winter coat. Yes, that's true too. Unheard of. It's a blessing.
2: Um, my week. I feel mm, not that so productive. I think that that's the only thing that I'm disappointed about. Like I think, um, I'm still kind of burnt out from last week. Shout out to all of my uh, lovely. Yara Beans Boutique family who came out to support Mm -hmm. me for my pop-up. That was fabulous. And um, then we did that charity visit to the Children's uh, Childhood Cancer Society. And I feel like that was an emotional day. So I feel like I was just burnt out after after that. And that just lingered into the weekend. And it somehow made its way into this week as well. Where I, I spent a lot of time just vegging around, lounging. And then I'm not sick. But I'm not as healthy as I was. So I don't know. Somehow, some way, I don't know, by virtue of having a child, <clears throat> I just feel stuffy again. So that's annoying. Because I think that it's particularly yesterday that like had me down for the count. So hopefully my health improves because this ain't it. This well, is not life. I mean life.
1: at least you're not wearing two hats. No <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's it. Things could be worse. I could be wearing two hats. I have no hat on. So <laughs> You know what? Your okay. hair looks
1: fly. Oh, uh,
2: thank you. Oh my gosh, these uh what do they call them? Lemonade, Lemonade braids. Lemonade braids still kicking. They're
1: lasting pretty long. They They're are. They're super neat.
2: I was committed to having them last at least 3 weeks. We're going on 2 weeks today.
1: It looks fresh. Thank still. you, friends. I washed it yesterday because I have chronically dry scalp. Hey friends, oh, listener friends. I was going to bring that up to you when you got here. Really? Mine came back with a vengeance. Did it? I took my ponytail out and like as I parted it I was like Something feels rough in there, and I like parted it, and it was just like chunks. curdles of dry skin. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't understand
2: goodness. why this is happening, friends. But I now both Shen and I are suffering from postpartum, like dry scalp. I don't know if it's psoriasis, I don't know, like, I have not a clue, and I probably really need to see a dermatologist, I really but I am open. To any suggestions that you might have as to how I can cope with it and reduce the amount of like scabbing and and, and just like flaking (coughs) that I'm having because it's disgusting. It's rough and
1: it's winter time. I don't want to wash my hair. Good point. Over and over again. Neither The the way it's so intense, I'd have to wash it at least
2: like twice a week. That's the thing. I like this week it was bad. I went to my girlfriend's house on, was it yesterday? No, I think it was Tuesday. And I used I was washing my hands in her washroom, and I looked into the mirror, saw my scalp, and I just started scratching a little bit. Yeah. and there were so many flakes. I'm like, this is embarrassing. It's, I had to like wipe down her sink. "Oh my God, it was gross. So mm-hmm. friends, listen. Help me, please. Help us. We need your help. Yes. All of the remedies, all of them. Put them down in the comment section. Send us uh, DMs. Send us pictures of things that you're using at home mm-hmm. because. <laughs>
1: Posters, pamphlets. Yeah, that's it. The Just
2: number, please. <laughs> like, video recordings of your visits. <laughs> Whatever. Just, Just help.
0: help.
2: <laughs> SOS. Save our scalps.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Right. Uh, bomb moms. Oh, right, right, right. Bomb moms. Go ahead.
2: Go ahead. Okay. My bomb mom is... Tracy Moore, um, she is a Torontonian, a local legend, and she's the host of City Line. I don't know how many of you watch City Line, um, if you're home, either because you've got a baby or because you have the pleasure of working from home. I don't know what your life is like, but if you get a chance to see City Line during the day, then you should be familiar with the beautiful um, black goddess that is Tracy Moore. Um, she's just phenomenal. She's a mother of two kids. And she's a career woman. Um, not only is she involved, of course, with her regular 9 to 5 as being a city line host, but she's got like lots of um, like charitable, charitable organizations that she contributes to. And she's just devoted to a number of different causes in and around the city. And I think that she's awesome. One of the things um, that I love most about Tracy Moore is her transparency. Mm-hmm. And she posted this photo- picture today. And it's... Uh, just for those of you who, don't see, who, who may not, obviously who may not, who cannot see it because you're not here. Uh, if you go to her Instagram, it's the post that she made. Maybe on Maybe we the could 24th. share the post. Yeah, we will mm-hmm. do that. In any event, it's a picture of her with her baby. Her newborn, one day old baby strapped to her chest. Her parents um, are also in the photo and they're holding champagne. And she says, this is me throwing a little get together for my parents anniversary. A day after I pushed oh out God. a baby out of, a, out of my womb. Don't do this. You're about to have a baby. Don't host anyone. Make everyone who comes to your house do something. Rest. Don't cook. Don't buy a special anniversary cake. Stare off into the middle of the distance until your child wants to be fed. Then feed them. When they're done, watch a soap opera. Go stare again, or maybe eat a cookie. That's it. You're done. <laughs> if you had to do it, if I had to do it again, that's what I do. It's too hard trying to be super mom. I'll. I'll take a happy, dirty, disheveled, semi-rested mom over Robo mom, Robo mom. Sorry, any day of the week, and her hashtags are hashtag Just Rest, hashtag Chill Sis, which I love. That speaks to me. Speaks to me in so many ways. I remember last <laughs> I made <those> year. <laughs> yeah, last year for Christmas I was very low key, but Leon's birthday uh, is what four days after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I always feel compelled to do something special for him because uh, he often didn't do much for his birthday like growing up. So mm-hmm. I always want to do something elaborate. And last year was no exception. And it should have been because at that point I was like, what? I don't know, 12 days postpartum? Like I really oh, should not have been God. trying to <clears throat> run around and do anything. And I remember contacting my mom and she was just like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just trying to get this together, do this or do that. And she's like, are you okay? And you know those words at that time. Those three words. Are you okay? I broke down. Into Triggered. Tears. I I was like sobbing hysterically. I'll, my mom's just like, "Okay, I'm getting get into the car. I'm getting into the car right now, Leah." And that was it. She just got into the car. Those words drove those Yeah. Were the, the,
1: cut you into Listen. pieces. You're like,
2: I think I may have uh-huh. fell to my knees. Like if I if I'm thinking about it now, I was on the couch and I may have just like slid off the couch onto my knees because I was just so like I was so worked up. And she came over and God bless my mother. She made like such a spread like seafood dishes, chicken oh, wings. I love mom. Uh, oh my gosh. She came with like a table runner and all that stuff. And I ended up inviting my friends and his friends and it was a fabulous time. One of my girlfriends was visiting from South Africa, so that was super special. Um but I was tired and I didn't have it and I wanted to do it so badly and I felt compelled to do it despite how I felt. So when I read that I'm like girl I hear you, resonated with me um, in a way that I can't even explain. So outside of already being as fantastic as you are, you're a bomb mom for keeping it real with that post. Honestly,
1: I'm going to nominate my mom now.
2: (laughs) Pressure. All right, mom,
1: you're next week, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to save it. I was like, maybe I should save that for Mother's Day, but you know what? Oh, that's My mom needs her flowers now. Amen. My mom holds it down. I don't even... (laughs) I'm I'm thinking about what photo can I put up with my mom because she does not like photos. Oh
2: yeah, do so you have one like a nice one from your wedding? Yeah, I'll try. Mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like I don't I don't yeah, I so okay. many photos I don't remember. Okay, so, but um, I'm gonna nominate my mom because who child? My mom held me down. Listen, we went through our time, but she is she's on my team now the real mvp and she's the real mvp (laughs) for some reason i don't know i don't know having a baby in front of your mother (laughs) kind of changes your relationship i'll say because you know me and my mom are very cold people oh gosh (laughs) i think that's where i got it from fair enough because my dad's a softie
2: oh he is
1: he is
2: he's like oh hello he is. I'm not joking. Her, her dad steps into the room at Winter's birthday party, and instantly Yara's like, hello, sir. Take me into your arms. <laughs> he's so nice. He's, he's
1: lovely. He's such a
0: nice guy. Such a great guy.
1: But me and my mom, our relationship has blossomed even more um, into my adulthood. And after having a baby, she's basically my OG friend now. Because hey. <laughs> she's held me down in so many ways, and it's an unspoken kind of transaction that we usually have yeah because <laughs> i'd be like hello mom and she's like okay what you need <laughs> <laughs> telling you that intuition yo. she just hears it in my voice mm-hmm. so i want to shout out my mom because she has saved my life in so many ways yeah in this past year alone that she deserves everything in the world shout out to you mommy i know you're not listening
2: i know my mom every single time i go and i'm to ask me how's the podcast and i tell her i'm just like okay i have to listen because you know what i know i'm telling everybody about it but i just have to find the time i'm like mom you have the time <laughs> but anyway we'll see i told her to listen i'm like listen to every every episode except episode seven you can skip the sex one and she's like why memoir? listen i'm like no <laughs> skip it can you imagine i can't my mom oh my goodness. please my mom is so so in like she's
1: that mom very much like I could see it. Like, after meeting her for like two minutes, I'm like, okay, your mom is outrageous. She was the first
2: one who was like, Remember, Leanne, the doctor said six weeks. And I'm like, can we get too long? I'm like, okay, I don't need you. I don't need you in my room. We don't need you in the bedroom. We're good. We're good. That is we so got awkward. That. It's like, seriously, Leona, her be high fiving and stuff. Like, it's just too much. So, yeah. Um, Shout
1: out to Leanne's mom. Oh, God.
2: <laughs> she already asked. She's like, so when are you guys going to do the um, the grandparents episode. I'm like, don't worry, mom, it's in the works because she's so ready. She's ready. She Gigi.
1: I wouldn't mind interviewing your mom.
2: Oh my be gosh. Nice sp- she'd take over.
1: <laughs> Will it would be out of
2: control. <laughs> she she'd bulldoze it and then she'd get her own spin-off. I don't know who <laughs>
1: I don't know who would be like, <laughs> She gets picked up for a show. <laughs> That's right.
2: Exactly. Like my mother would get her Your own mom destroyed us. Spin-off.
1: <laughs> like,
2: oh my gosh. All of a sudden all our listeners is like, "So when's your mom coming back?" <laughs> like,
1: it's crazy. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh who? Oh. We so ha- we have um someone that nominated a bond mom, one yeah. of our followers, but she did it in a video. Mm. So I'm going to add it here. Obviously, we're just going to um show you or play you guys the audio. I thought it was so sweet. It was so
2: sweet. It is this woman <laughs> uh has been my friend since I was three years old that's we insane we to junior we were in the same junior kindergarten class and we both have early birthdays or late birthdays rather so we were obviously admitted into kindergarten at three and like just under four years old mm-hmm. and we've been friends since then like she came to my wedding i came to her wedding like it was just amazing like she's such an incredible human being and she she promoted um our podcast on her page and also took the time to shout out um jacqueline her best friend who is an incredible phenomenal mother
3: hey happy tuesday um i don't normally do this but i felt compelled to today um i wanted to give a shout out to my girlfriend leanne who started a podcast podcast with her friend shen um it's called while they nap i'll tag it down here they started it while they were both on maternity leave and um, it's hilarious i've just listened to three episodes in a row it's so funny so light so real and honest Um, so for any mom slash non-mom slash human go check them out Um, and with that said i wanted to nominate a bomb mom for your next episode Um, my girlfriend jay hall she is a mother to jordan she is a wonderful sister to stephanie and she runs a day program that supports adults with um physical and developmental disabilities it's called steer friends um and it's not necessarily about how much she does and how much she has on her plate it's about how much love she pours into all of those things so anyways check them out
2: so you guys heard again the bomb mom shout out how awesome it was and you know take the time to shout out your friends give them the roses um while they're they're still still, here yeah while they can still smell them um and I, i implore all of you please do check out Ask dear friends on instagram s-t-e-e-r friends uh, she does amazing work she works with special needs um, adults uh, her daughter do- her sister has cerebral palsy mm-hmm. and she um yeah she she created this entire organization just off the um like in in honor of her and it's just a beautiful thing. The things that she's doing, like, the sense of purpose that she's giving yeah. these individuals is, like, unspeakable.
1: <clears throat> um, so today's episode is going to be a Q&A. Yay! Fun time! Questions and answers! You guys are making the episode for us. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting.
2: I'm so happy. Thank you to everybody who took the time to ask questions. Yeah. Whether that um, was on our I Share or? Instagram or our personal Instagram. So yeah thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Mm. We have a few that we're gonna go through. We see yeah. we already like have such a huge chunk. Yeah. And we well, what what are we 70 minutes in now?
2: Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how many of you have seen Amber Rose posted a video of her on the I believe it was she was in like the operation operate She was in the hospital. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not the hospital, she was definitely at the plastic surgery quarters. Uh, I can't remember the name of the doctor she tagged him but it's one that a lot of the celebrities are familiar with. He does great work, I hear, or so I've read, I should say. And she's just sharing the fact that she's about to undergo her mommy makeover and she's telling us what's being tucked and cut and snipped and all that stuff. So she's going to be transformed. And I loved the post mm-hmm. uh, mainly because I feel like I loved the honesty. I'm yeah. Like, yes, transparency. Tell us that like you are going under the knife. And that's why six weeks postpartum, you're going to look like a Baywatch babe. Yeah. And not because you've been drinking flat tummy tea. Not because you've been drinking lollipops. And this is no shade to flat tummy tea, whatever. Whoever wants to drink that or if that's something that shade. you enjoy. doesn't work. I mean, it does work in the essence that like it washes you out.
1: Yeah, it but that.
2: it was—it's a washout tea.
1: I took it. Don't worry, I took it. it so did I. say <laughs> I say, I use it the too. washroom, but it does doesn't was. make you
2: skinny. But in—but I guess in truth, like using the washroom more often will reduce bloating. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I feel like it wasn't completely dishonest. But in terms of it being like the only thing, like if like flat tummy tea in conjunction with eating right, going to the gym, okay, yeah. fine, I could see that being effective. But there's absolutely no way you're gonna sit on your behind all day, eat ketchup eat chips, all day. And, you know, and cream soda, and then drink flat tummy tea, and then you're gonna wake up looking like mm-hmm. like no, that's not gonna happen. You're not gonna shrink your waist that way. But, but, it, but it
1: does help with bloating, definitely. That's, that's what helped me
2: for sure. Mm-hmm. Me as well. So <clears throat> I loved it. I just loved her being honest about the fact that like I'm not doing this on my own. It's not me. It's not a trainer. It's not a diet. And maybe those things are still going to happen to maintain the weight loss that she's been able to achieve by surgery. Mm -hmm. Personally, I loved it. Uh, Some of the women (laughs) that were commenting did not feel the same.
1: Of course. It's always going to go one way or the other. But also, at the same time, when you're in that situation and you just have a baby, Mm -hmm. you go through those motions. You Mm -hmm. think about your body a lot. Because it's so different, it has transformed, and because celebrities have the means to just, you know, call up their doctor and yeah. get it done. If it was available and more attainable for the average person, I feel like a lot more people would do it. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. I, I, I've thought about it. Good for you. I've thought about it, but honestly it was like an afterthought and it wasn't like something i felt the need to do Mm -hmm. i just felt like you know you're in your head i just had a baby i'm like man it would be so much easier to kickstart my body if if i you know (laughs) yeah you know got a little laser on my stomach or something but then again i'm like i just had a baby i'm gonna give myself time i'm probably just you know thinking crazy (laughs) yeah (laughs) At the same time, it's just, it's not saying it's something I need, but also I don't think people should judge. It's somebody's body. They can do what they want. Absolutely. If you're comfortable with the body you have, good for you. Mm-hmm. But if some people feel like they want to do that to themselves, who cares? It's Who cares? I mean, I, 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 I think that I feel very similar to the way
2: that you do. I understand, though, the, you know, sentiments being expressed where people feel like, you know, you have a platform, you have a huge audience, Amber Rose has a very, very great following, and one of the things that she promotes often is body positivity, she promotes like, you know, sexual positivity, um, you know, being of your sexuality, loving yourself as you are, for who you are, and she, you know, very often, especially with that that slut walk that she does every Mm -hmm. year, uh, she encourages women to come as they are and be, you know, like unapologetic about their body so people feel like it's somewhat contradictory to do that and then talk about how you know ladies if you want to get your bodies back or whatever whatever it's just like how do the two coincide they feel as though she should be promoting like you know what my body doesn't look the best it's not exactly where i want it to be but i just gave life and all, and you know what i mean She, she people just feel like she should be promoting that message as opposed to i get hurry it. up and snap back i get it because the baby legitimate is i don't even know if he's six weeks yet like
1: yeah Yeah. I get that. But then I guess she's also I mean she's a human being. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's just something that she wants for herself. Yeah. Like that's her own goal that she wants to snap back for herself and not for the public. And she's also, you know, promoting choice. Like Mm -hmm. it's her choice. She doesn't have to be one way all the time and say, you know, she's she has the freedom to make the choice about her own body. And if that means I want to you know, get rid of my double chin. Go for it. <laughs> She's just acknowledges the fact that it's like a hereditary double chin, and you get it because you <laughs> yeah. look at you know you look at yourself and you're yeah. like yeah you know I know this is not gonna ever go away. Mm-hmm. It's either you accept it or or not. Exactly, and
2: I think that that's the thing. Like I sometimes I, I feel like you know as as people we look at terms and concepts and ideologies very. um Like, black and white. white. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so one-sided and it's so, like, the focus is so narrow. Like, who's to say that she can't, like, why are the two mutually exclusive? Why is it impossible for her to promote body positivity and yet still want to, like, get nipped and tucked to feel better about herself? Like, just because she, you know, decides to get plastic surgery does not necessitate that she doesn't love herself and Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that she's not, she shouldn't be a candidate to promote others to love themselves. So, I don't know. Like I said, I think it's, I'm very much from the camp that you're in where it's like, do whatever makes you feel happy. Do whatever makes you feel content and what's going to allow you to, you know, feel your best because that's what's most important, particularly when you have a young life to take care of. You want to feel your best. Um, Would I have done it right away? No. Four weeks pro- postpartum. I, I guess the way that she looks at it it's is still like, fresh. I'm already healing anyways, <laughs> it's So it's like, fresh. I might as well just go ahead. And, um, and maybe the, she doesn't have to be as active because the child is like, you know, so new. So I don't that's know. That's true. But... I guess the logistics makes sense. Listen, it does. And I think... I'm very similar to yourself. I've said to Leon before, like, you know, this is prior to having children. When I had said that I was probably going to have three. No, not so much. But I don't know. That may still be the case. But I said, like, if I if I nurse three children and my breasts are to the ground, mm-hmm. you have better believe... That, I said that to Joe also. I told him, I'm like, there's
1: no way that I'm not going to get a breast lift. Like, that's happening. I also told him that I was going to seal back up my vagina <laughs> <laughs> if i had a lot of kids Ooh, re- re- vagina rejuvenation, rejuvenation? oh because i'm like yo there's a lot of things <laughs> like that thing is wider Listen, oh and- wow but it's, a, it's like elastic right so yeah it's yeah like yeah the key goes i know I don't yeah know. but, but I it's mean, still not it d- still doesn't feel no, the same it doesn't it doesn't but, but i like, do think now that i go like, through it right. yoni have you heard of the yoni spas? Vaguely, but I haven't looked into it. Look into it, girl. They have a Black
2: Friday sale. I'm going. <laughs> Wait, what is it? <laughs> it's like very similar to what you're saying. It's like a non-surgical re- vagina rejuvenation, and it like helps with like is it odor, like the balls? And it helps with like tightness, and it helps with like feeling. And what does it do? I don't know. It's like basically from what I've seen online, it's kind of like um, a sits bath, but like with herbs and a number of different things, and it's like warm water it and you seals- can. I don't know what it does. Easy. Like how
1: does Leon feel about you? Doing a Yoni spa? Yoni spa or even plastic surgery. What does he feel about
2: it? Leon and I have spoken about it and Leon is pro natural. He's a gym rat. He loves to go to the gym. And I do know that, yes, getting a bigger bum, a flatter stomach, those things can be achieved by doing you know, a series of exercises that, that, to, to target those areas. But a breast lift? Show me the exercise that can lift your tits. <laughs> Like, I don't think it exists. Like, once children have nursed on your tits for... Not go- that much, yeah. And have turned your breasts into elf shoes. Like, literally, where they look like they just slide out. like... El- no, 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 no. And they just like... <laughs> they just fan out at the ends. There is no exercise
0: <laughs> in an any gym.
2: <laughs> There's no exercise in any gym that can revert my tits back from Poor elf Leon. shoes to, like, basketballs.
1: That's not happening. It's so, all year round.
2: You know. <laughs> right? All we should to do is like add a little bells to the end and it's like jingle, dangle, <laughs> jingle, dangle up the steps. No. And especially when you have a big chest too. Like I, you know, had a, like a pretty decent sized chest before having a baby. Mm-hmm. Now that they're like, you know, infused with milk, they're even bigger. Mm-hmm. So when these things are ready to drop, mm-mm, I'm sorry. So we had a thorough discussion and he definitely co-signed that. He's like, yeah, you know what? If You know, once you're done nursing and you're done for good and you want to get a breast lift, Go for it. Because, no. Honestly.
1: Mm-hmm. Your no. boobs are wrecked.
2: Like. Rekt. Wrecked. Wrecked. I'm not, I'm not here for it. No. Elf shoes. Not in. And yes, like, there's nothing. There's nothing that, like, any of those bras can't do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We've seen them all. But, no, I still want to feel comfortable when the bra's off. When I'm it's all natural, true. I want to feel good. So, um, I'm definitely pro-natural, but I'm also pro-surgery. And pro do whatever makes you feel best,
1: whatever makes you comfortable. Cause some things you just can't fix, yo. Like you my just, boobs yeah. be spilling over the sides. Stop <laughs> trying to spillage. <laughs> <laughs> side boob, permanent side boob. My side boob is very lopsided. Oh no, like no. Come, I'm not wearing a bra. Okay, first
2: of all, she's just like shuffling them right now. She's like <laughs> trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to really like you know show <laughs> me what's going on There's here. There's no but I'm point like, of a
1: bra anymore. They're no, just, they're
2: everywhere. Now. I was anti bra before I had a baby. But now it's kind of like necessary because at any given moment my breast can start leaking. If I hear a baby crying, if I hear like, Really? yeah, who just starts crying, then my I can start to lactate. Ooh, yeah, that's
1: so that's amazing. I, I guess. That's cool. Bu- that, I mean, so cool. it's kind of a
2: nuisance. It is, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's interesting cool. how your body it responds, responds right, right? Responds internally. Yeah. So now I pretty much wear bras right around the clock. Um, and then honestly, I can't
1: like I can't go outside like this. My boobs are like. I mean, I've seen worse. Mid stomach. Stop! Not mid stomach. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: gosh. Okay. Let's, moving let's, on. Moving <laughs> on. All right, Amber, live your best life, girl. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> no, we ain't mad. We support you over here at over here at Wild Enough. You have our support. That is too funny. Honestly.
1: So we have a question here. Map <laughs> says. Have either of you experienced parent burnout, and how do you deal with it? Oh, that's a good one. It is a great question. I feel like if you ask any parent, they're going to say yes. Mm-hmm. I experience it often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a we Sad recurrence. to say. Yeah. But I, you know what? I'm a workhorse. Mm. I, I do too much, a lot. And it causes me to burn out quickly and often. Mm -hmm. And that's my biggest issue. I feel like I take on too much and I don't need to. I need to learn to, you know, leave things for another day, leave things for another week. Yeah. Or, you know, pass on the responsibility to someone else Mm -hmm. and get help and communicate that I am burning out. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I do experience it quite often and... I guess the best way for me to deal with it is communicate that with, you know, my husband and my family to get support and help that I need. Yeah. And just taking as much me time as I can. Yeah. And my me time is, you know, it's it's not even that intense. It's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, doing this podcast is great me time for me. Amen. Because I get very overwhelmed and I feel like after... You know, recording this, I feel very rejuvenated. I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, I did something for myself and I enjoy it, so it makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. And even though I'm focusing on being a parent, I'm not really do- putting in <laughs> the strenuous work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making fun of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, basically just spending time with myself, hanging yeah. out with my friends, talking to other adults because I spend a lot of time with my baby for most of the day. Mhm. So just, you know, calling my friends or going over to my parents' house. And yeah. Doing whatever is necessary to fill myself up. Yeah. Again, because I pour out too much too quickly. For sure. And I'm
0: a dry cup. <laughs> An empty
2: cup. Um, I can second that. So the same. A lot of those things or those, those strategies are strategies that I use to avoid pa- parent burnout. I feel like um more often than not I can see when I'm, you know, approaching that breaking point, And I just do whatever I can to um avoid that. I try not to get to the point where I'm burnt out and I'm frustrated and I'm lashing yeah. out at Yara or you know, Leon or whomever. I try just curb that by doing similar things, taking time for myself, getting my nails done, calling a friend, having coffee, getting a massage, doing what I can. Um I sometimes have to lower the bar, and I know that sounds a little bit crazy, but it's true. i very similar to yourself. Try and pack on a lot of things.
3: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: I feel, I don't know who, um, I I guess I should, I do know who I'm competing against. It's myself, and Mm -hmm. you're your biggest critic, and I'm really hard on myself. And the other day I had to stop and, and really think, like, when I was at the, um, pop-up shop and there was another vendor in the space and I was at the pop-up shop. I was like going through different things and like, you know, like making lists and just doing a number of different things. And she was just sitting there on her phone and she's like, How long have you been in business? And I said, since July. And she's like, of this year? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, and you've already done two pop-ups. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm like, how else am I gonna get out there? She's like, I've been at this for three and a half years. And this is my first like pop-up at a store like this. She's like, I've done a couple markets. She's like, but that's really great. And she was just like celebrating me and I really had to take a step back. And I'm like, you know what, you you've done quite a bit. Like, you can be a little easier on yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to be trying to figure out, like, what's next? And how do I make sure I'm promoting? And am I, you know, visible? And do people see me? And are there enough yeah. promotions? Or, like, I just need to take a step back. And um, it's not that I'm not going to be ambitious. It's not that I'm going to, like, cut my drive. But it's just that I need to give myself grace. So I try and do that. And, you know, I know the mother who actually asked this question and, you know, I know that you're an avid listener and I thank you for that. And she also has a podcast too. And she has so many other ventures that, you know, she's doing to keep her, um, you know, herself busy while also being a mom and a single mom at that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I salute you and I applaud you, but let me be the first, not the first, because I'm sure so many people have said this, but Let me tell you that you're doing amazing. You're doing an incredible job and you can, you know, you have, you need to find the space to give yourself a break to avoid that burnout. And, um, yeah, it's just what you have to do. And I think that sometimes it even comes with communicating that to your kids. Yara is not old enough to understand half the things that are coming out of my mouth. But there are still times, sometimes where I look at Yara and even yesterday was one of them where her dad was gone all day and I needed to shower and she didn't, she was just like constantly on me. And I just picked her up, held her, looked at her in the eyes, and I'm like, Jara's mommy's tired. Mommy mm-hmm. has to shower. And I just, like, kissed her on the head, put her in her crib, and shut the door. And I knew that she was tired and she needed to go down for a nap, but she just wanted to snuggle and stuff. But I just couldn't. I was so tired, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to shower. And she cried for a little bit, and then eventually she went down. And it just has to be that. if you, Whatever age your kids are, they need to understand that you've got to take care of yourself. Because I think that's something to that, like, it's an important value to teach your kids, Yes. right? Self-care is something that, like, you don't want to model once your kids are grown. No, no, you model self-care now. Show them now that taking it's care of part themselves... Part of your daily routine. Exactly. Yeah. It is paramount. And I think that when you do that, they'll respect your space more when you're taking those those moments. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah.
1: That was a great question. It is a really great question. I'm really happy that she asked that. Here's another question It was very interesting. The same person... Um, Asked it. Mm. It was how do you identify and cater to your child's love language? That was <laughs> this so... was so new to me because
2: I didn't even know that there were t- there were like childhood love, like, love languages.
1: I immediately was like, I have to go online and look this up. I know I'm looking it up now too. I was so intrigued. I think I bookmarked it on my laptop, Did but you? it's basically the same exact love languages that we have, but like really? finding ways to discover it because I'm like, winter is still very young, and I feel like this is the stage of their life when mm-hmm. they're one and becoming toddlers where you can start to understand and be more v- vigilant on what their love languages are. Yeah. And the article I was reading was kind of breaking down how you can try to identify it. Okay. I don't know how accurate this is because I'm just looking on Google. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't read Let the book. Let this did recommend the book which I think
2: we both should either buy or... or I am need.
1: going to buy it. Um, but I have the one for adults so... Yeah that's i'm very intrigued by getting this question i need to understand this more. And I think we'll
2: definitely revisit this for season two. This is a whole episode. Oh, most definitely. This is
1: definitely an amazing question. I was so happy. Yeah. <laughs> like I opened Pandora's box with that one. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think I should go in detail, to be honest. It was just basically asking questions that you should ask yourself. Like, mm-hmm. does your child look you in the eye when you speak to them? Mm-hmm. Do they like when you sing? If they do, then they like words of affirmation. Oh, cute. If you hug them and they uh, accept or they want to be in your present and they love physical touch, like, that's their love language. You, you know? know what? Sure.
2: that's so interesting because I think that I was reading something the other day where mom was talking about um, her child, like, just not really wanting affection, mm-hmm. like, physical affection. Yeah. And she was concerned that she was, like, raising a sociopath. Mm-hmm. She was like, he doesn't really want me to hug him, doesn't really like when I kiss him, and I don't really know why. And, that like, was me
1: as a
3: baby.
2: She said, she said this, like, to my knowledge, like, you know, he's never been, um, you know he's never been touched or there's nothing traumatic has happened that yeah. would warrant that kind of mm-hmm. response to physical like you know interaction but he doesn't like it it's just like funny. normally you know sometimes you see kids and with strangers they want to high five them she's like but even in the house this kid prefers to be high-fived by his parents and she's like what mm-hmm. do i do and you know it was a forum so moms are going in she's like try this or try that one mom said try bribing him which i think is like so That's problematic true. I'm like, great, setting him up. Yeah. Like, that's so dangerous. For a hug. Right? Here, like, take the, it's just ridiculous. But, anyways, but I also understand that level of desperation where you just want to touch your children. You want to be affectionate, and they don't want that. But now that you mentioned this, and, you know, thinking about the question that was posed, his love language is probably not. Exactly, um, physical touch that probably ranks lowest on mm-hmm. his love language, and that's why he's resistant.
1: It just makes so much sense mm-hmm. after that. So, I'm like, it, it is important that as a parent to do research, yeah, and try to understand this human being, yeah, <laughs> that you have in your home, exactly. your free rent-free friend, yeah, rent-free friend. <laughs> if you want to get along, I know you got to study them. And uh, I, I really like this question because I am yeah. going to do some hardcore research on that. Yeah, so me too. Understand I'm excited. Just by reading the, the article, maybe I'll leave a link in the description box of all like the references that we used for answering some of these questions, if we have any.
2: Yeah, I think it's important because I think that m- many times as parents, and I'm guilty myself, is that we look at Yara and we're looking for so much of ourselves or our spouses, yeah. right? So when anything like deviates from that, we're like, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. And I think, like, doing the research, understanding things like love languages will help inform that. And right. like, can I can be a better parent to Yara when I'm not like, oh, she's like this way because Leon's like that. Mm-hmm. Or she's definitely this because of me. And it's like... She's just individual. Exactly. Yeah. She's her own person. So knowing her love language is important. Especially even, at, like I said, at this age, so you don't set them up and bribe them for affection. Right. And right?
1: It, it makes so much sense. I'm like, oh, my God, all those times I've tried to... Mm-hmm. You know, cuddle winter, and she's just kicking me in the face.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes, makes
1: sense. sense right? Because, like, I am also the same way. And my mom said that from when I was a baby. Yeah. She, I refused to be held. Wow. From since I was a baby. And she's like, and you never changed. Oh, my God. Like, i rather just, like don't, like, don't hug me. Oh, my God. I'm more of, a, like, a... High five,
2: like yeah. side hug. It's true. I like don't force hugs on Shan as much anymore. <laughs> I feel like I used to hug her. I am first of all. I'm, I'm getting like, better. I'm ridiculously touchy. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> like I, I am so like oh my. It doesn't rid- make me upset. That's a, like, the, like I can't. It's like piercing. I can tell. Like it's so so. And then the, again, if you've met my mother, you know why. Yes. <laughs> like it's not. If you met my mom and even Leon's like that. Yeah. Like, Leon's not going to see Sean on the street in a hugger. Not happening. And like, I'm just like, just oh, a- hello. <laughs> Hand <laughs> in my pocket. Hand in my pocket. Leon's like, oh, Great to I see found. your friend. Big and great. Like, this huge embrace, but that's who I am.
1: It's, such, it's um, so awkward living in a life like that. Because people no, get easily offended because they don't understand. You know what? You're so
2: right. <laughs> but I also feel like it's important for me. And my sister, you know, was very um, instrumental in, in, in terms of teaching me this. She's like, Leanne, like, you're not everybody's cup of tea. And mm-hmm. she's like, I don't want you to take offense to that. I don't want you to think that's like, not everybody likes you. She's like, but not everyone will like every facet of who you are. Mm-hmm. So, like, there might be, like, p- people may really enjoy the fact that you're very social and you're very, um, you know, engaging, but they don't want to be touched. Mm-hmm. So you have to, like, be respectful of that. And that's a learning curve for me. So mm-hmm. I'm trying. I'm really trying. And it is. Sometimes I'm not joking. Like, sometimes when I come in, my innate reaction is to jump on your back. But <laughs> I resist. I hold back. I hold back. I'm so respectful. <laughs> Um,
1: You're doing well. She has not jumped on my back, I yet, guys.
2: I haven't, but I'm, I mean, I can't promise anything. As this relationship <laughs> continues to evolve, I'll possible. accept. I'll accept. Anything is possible.
1: I have some exceptions.
2: Okay, fair enough. That's good. Mm-hmm. So
1: here's another question that we have. We won't go too deep into it, but it's um, as a single parent, mm-hmm. single black parent. How do you navigate the school system?
2: Okay, perfect. So um, I thought it was a really cool question. I am a high school teacher by profession, and I spoke to two people. One was, uh, I spoke to two people who I consider mentors. Um, They're awesome. They're both former teachers and had been teaching for a long time. And they're now, um, what are they? They They're now administrators. So I think it's great because they have that background. Um, So, so many really, really good tips. And like I said, or as, as Shen said rather, so many tips that, like, to be honest with you, we can't even explore them in this entire episode because I, I spoke with uh, the male this morning and he was so great, like, just gave me so many good things um, and things that I really think would help um, mothers, but primarily mothers, black mothers with black children mm-hmm. in the Ontario educational arena. So one of the things that he says is that we know that, well, you may not know, but being very candid... Their Black children are at a disadvantage in the education system, right across the board, primarily in Ontario. And that's what I can speak to because I'm a teacher in Ontario. Um, so it's really important that you are an advocate for your kids. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. Um, but that being said, just because you're an advocate doesn't mean that you have to go in guns a-blazing. Like, you don't right. have to walk into the school like... I know you guys don't care about my kid, but guess what? Like, it's not that. Like, that's not the way you want to approach it. You don't want to make any assumptions about what's happening or what's not happening in the school. But you need to be assertive and you need to hold everybody accountable. Anyone who's responsible or has a hand in your child's educational development has to be held accountable. And you need to make that clear. So whether that be the guidance counselor, the, the, the teachers, the principals, you need to let them know and letting them know can be done via, conver- well, he recommends that it's done via face-to-face conversation. So yeah. upon, you know, the first few weeks of your child's um, school year, you need to make contact with their main teacher, if it's the ed- if it's the elementary school level, oh, and or if it's the high school level, all of their teachers. Mm-hmm. And that could be, again, by showing up and just, you know, sending them an email. Hey, can we chat for five minutes? And just five minutes, making... You know, making the time to, to, to either show up or have that conversation over the phone. Then he also recommends having a paper trail. So always following up via email. No matter what's said over the phone, you've got to follow up via email. So that way, again, in the event that there is an issue, you can bring it to their attention and you can, you know, you have evidence. So he says, again, be assertive, hold everybody accountable. Um, there was a key phrase that he said that I feel like I'm going to try and implement all right throughout my child's, um, educational experience, which is, Mm, mm, mm. okay. So, uh, (laughs) this is like specifically for the mom who's asked about her son. She's like, he says, you should say, I want my son to acquire the skills in elementary to be prepared for academic rigor in high school. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes to proceed. And you have to be my partner. He says that Phrase is really really powerful, and he's, and he said for multiple reasons. One, it shows that you are on board. Mm-hmm. Two, it shows that your child is committed. Three, it puts it makes the teachers, administrators, whomever accountable. Accountable, yeah. Exactly, and, and that's and it shows them what you want, right? You, and that you're
1: willing to work with them. Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. So he says, regardless, like so that means like you know because I asked him what about parents who are reluctant to have their kids identified with ADHD or whatever yeah. the case is? He's like. If you've already said that you want them to do whatever it takes to prepare your child for academic rigor in high school, that could be, potentially be a, a piece of that. Yeah. Like, so don't be resistance to it, but remind them of that statement. Reiterate the fact that, like, is this in accordance with making sure that my child is prefer- prepared to compete academically in high school?
0: Yeah.
2: Then let's move forward with the diagnosis. But, like, again, if you when you say those words, then they'll backtrack. You can't, you're not going to get to diagnose my son because he's disruptive. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get to diagnose my child because you're too lazy to figure out like, you know, what his learning styles are. Yeah. No, you're diagnosing him if you feel like it's going to help him be successful. Um, so in the, the, the short and long of it all is like, again, is being mm-hmm. assertive, being, holding the, you know, the everyone, system all, exactly, mm-hmm. all stakeholders, holding them accountable, the entire system. Uh, having a paper trail, making sure that you, you, you know, you're you voicing your thoughts and you're doing so in a way that's, you know, um, diplomatic. Right. And uh, the take home is remembering that we have a job to do. We are being paid to do a job as teachers and this is even, you know, me as a teacher speaking as a teacher now. I'm being paid and if I can be honest, I'm being paid quite well <laughs> to do a job, make sure I do my job. Yeah. Like, that's just it because a lot of teachers and again, I, I, I respect us so 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 highly and i respect you know the profession and even the administrators but there are a lot of teachers out there who want to do nothing who want to skate by on doing very little Mm -hmm. and no hold them accountable ask them what's happening be informed be aware show up to curriculum nights um be visible uh one of our mothers said something about starting like a parent council if it doesn't exist at your school start it ask why it doesn't exist and, you know, be a voice and be an advocate for your child. Don't wait till things are, you know, down of the dumps. Don't wait till they're failing. Don't wait yeah. report card season to find out how they're doing. You can message a teacher. You can request an interview at any time. Yeah. You don't have to wait till parents interview night to request an interview. You can call and speak to any educator at any time. Um, and they can make time to sit with you and find out about your kids. But... Uh, for this listener, I will also forward you the laundry list of suggestions that he offered and if there are any other uh, moms who are also curious, um, I can also we can share that information with you as well because it is really useful, but as Shen said, this topic is one that's really important to me um, Having being a black teacher having a black child that's going to go through the system, yeah. yeah, it's really important to me and I think that there needs to be a space and a platform to discuss the issues. So
1: Yeah, this is definitely like a series <laughs> that we can go. You know, it is though, having children in the school system. There's gonna be many topics that we're gonna have to absolutely unpack here it's, and have a crazy. lot of input from like, you know, various mm-hmm. areas. So.
2: I went to a conference and a mother referred to herself and her son as a secondary school survivor. Jesus. Right? She's like, we survived the secondary school system because it tried to annihilate both myself and sadly enough my, my son who's recently graduated like oh it didn't want him to be successful yeah. and I had to fight against that and hearing that is so heartbreaking I mean that's coming from a mom like that shouldn't yeah. be the case so yeah definitely we're gonna explore this further at a later date
1: we have one more two more questions what are some things that you wish someone would have told you about being a mother coming from someone who desires to be a mom one day
2: hmm and you will be, if you desire it, in the name of Jesus. It will happen. Amen. <laughs> one thing.
1: With well,
2: that being said. <laughs> took, it to, took it to church for a minute, folks. <laughs> With that being said, one thing that, um, I don't know. For me, it was that I was going to be even later than I already am. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm always tardy for the party. And now I'm tardier because of your.
1: I gathered <laughs> that quickly.
2: <laughs> Like, that is, like, I stopped putting it on my list of things on my New Year's resolution. I'm like, girl, it ain't happening. I, know, I don't know I when ever start showing up on time.
1: <laughs> I have a fake timeline for you.
2: Girl, I'm, so always, I'm always late. It's so terrible. Like, it's disgusting. So, I'm working on it. I should say that I am, but it's just, it's my, it's my vice. I'm always, always late. Yara, it makes, she makes it ten times worse. So, that's yeah, one that thing I didn't awesome. expect, that, like, the habit that I had would have gotten even worse.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I feel like one thing I didn't know was there are a lot more Um, physical changes than a flabby stomach and a flabby boob. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) There are a lot more side effects that I had no idea about. And Mm -hmm. then when I tell people about it, they're like, oh, yeah, it's normal. Yeah. It's like you never said anything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a.k.a. my dry scalp. Yeah. What's up with that? Bad back. (laughs) (laughs) Bad back. I did not know I'll have back pains for life. Mm-hmm. Hopefully terrible. not. I know. But I mean, yeah, that's that's rough too. Just a lot more cha- physical and mental changes that I wasn't prepared for. I also didn't prepare for like a lifetime
2: of worrying. (laughs) I think I was like, okay, during pregnancy, I'm going to be concerned or a little bit worried or, you know, somewhat anxious because I don't know what's going on. The baby's inside and that's really stressful. But then the baby's going to come. It's going to arrive healthily, healthily, healthy and strong by the grace of God. And then all will be well. Hell no. Baby came out and I'm still stressing. It's just like everything. You worry about everything. Like when she starts talking, when she starts crawling, (laughs) when she's going to school, it's just like, I asked my mom the other day, I'm like, when do you stop worrying? And she, my mom's like, I love that you think that like I stopped worrying about you. She's yeah. Like you ask the question as though like you know like with the inclination that I no longer worry about you. Yeah. Or your thirty-five-year-old sister. No, I'm still worrying about the both of you as a parent.
1: <laughs> you like, never stopped. It never ever ever stopped. I realized that. Oh man, so stressful. Even now, my parents are <laughs> the same way. I'm so hot. Come, come, take a nap. Come take a nap. <laughs> come here and nap. Like, yeah,
2: it's crazy. Can we right? Um, make you lunch. Right? But, I mean, that's where, you know, praying and being spiritual really helps. Because I think that reminding myself that, like, you know, fear is not of God. And then just asking God to protect her. Because, listen, there's just so many things to worry about. Like, the list is endless. Um, and it
1: will drive you mad. It will literally drive you freaking insane. Yeah. At every stage of their life. It just mm-hmm. never ends. And I'm... I'm trying to get sleep at some point in my life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just a little bit. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I don't really have a long list of things I thought I didn't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess, did yeah. a lot of surveying before I had a baby and yeah. questionnaires. And That's true. I really tapped into the people around me and said, tell me everything. Yeah. I don't think I have th- anything I wish that I knew. I don't
2: know. Um, it's just that things that became again new revelations as you can as I continue to enter m- motherhood and go along this journey.
1: Right.
2: Um, I think that that's maybe more of how I look at the things that I've experienced, um, and yeah, just 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 learning every day and giving myself the grace to 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 learn and to acknowledge the fact that I can't know everything because again, you could have potentially have read about a number of different things, but I mm-hmm. think I've said it once on this podcast, and I'll just you know stress the fact that. Even if you've read it, even if you've heard about it, you probably wouldn't believe it until you experienced it yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's just the realest thing about motherhood. And that's the most important mm-hmm. thing, I think, for me, is that everything that I'm experiencing um, is informing my learning. And that's the form of learning that I feel like is best for me, is to experience it. So
1: just, you know, welcome it. Welcome it with open arms. and uh, Dive right in. Yeah. Just dive in. And
2: that's the other thing. I think that the other piece is that you maybe never will be ready. Mm-hmm. Like, there's never gonna be this point where, like, yes, at this moment, <laughs> I am fully and 100% ready to be a mother because you don't even know what motherhood is going to look like.
1: Right.
2: So, it's hard to say whether your finances are in order, whether you're in a perfect marriage or relationship or whatever the cases will be, whether you're well traveled or not. When you're actually in the trenches, there are definitely gonna be moments where you still feel like maybe this is a mistake. Mm-hmm. Maybe I wasn't ready. Um, Honestly.
1: <laughs> oh
2: Lord right so just knowing <laughs> that like being ready I
1: don't know if that no means... such thing yeah all right our very last question because we've been going on for a minute um, our last question no, no, no. is do you have any advice for someone that is trying to start a podcast um yes or... don't do it just kidding it's <laughs> fabulous <laughs> um this was uh you'd think I'd have like a laundry list of things to do but It kind of fell into my lap. I wasn't really sure what direction I wanted to go in with finding a new platform. Hmm. I was on YouTube. I'm on social media. But I didn't feel 100% comfortable in, you know, on those platforms. So I thought, you know, I have a mic. I have mics at my house, guys. She just has mics lying around.
2: (laughs) Don't ask. On a soundboard. Just lying around. I have a whole studio in my house. You never
1: know where you're going to need it. You know, I like to sing karaoke from time to time, and I go hard.
2: Don't let her fool you. (laughs) This girl has a voice of an angel. (laughs) Of an absolute angel. (laughs) And she hasn't heard it. What? No, I listen. I've gotten a little taste. Like she's, you know, when you're like casually singing, like when you're like I don't know, sweeping or like do like fiddling with something. And it's just like mindless singing. My mindless singing, like swinging, swinging. My mindless singing could break glasses. It could shatter glasses because that's how like out of pitch it is. <laughs> Meanwhile, this girl's like mindless singing is studio ready. I wish she's phenomenal. But I yeah,
1: know. I I would say because I don't know. I had the equipment and I had the sound system and the software. So I figured, you know what? Why don't I just start a podcast about motherhood? Because I finally found something that I am passionate about. Mm. So I think that is like one of my biggest points is don't just start one to start one. Mm -hmm. Find something that you're really passionate about and that you have fun. Have fun doing. Have fun speaking about because then you'd be able to do it all by yourself. Mm. And that really translates when people are listening to you if you really care about what you're speaking about. So I would say find a topic that you really enjoy. Um, don't worry too much about you know having the best of the best mics and, okay. yeah. and uh, sound equipment. You can use a mic, a normal mic that you can pick up at you know long whatever music store you have wherever you're from, mm-hmm. and. There are a lot of systems. If you have a MacBook, use GarageBand. Mm. We, there's also user-friendly systems that you can use, like Anchor, which we use, yeah. where you can just record within the app and edit within the app, and they make it really user-friendly. And you can upload from there. Yeah, and if- one of our listeners
2: has used um, uses Anchor to record her podcast, and it sounds outstanding. Yeah, it's super clear. Like the audio, the audio quality is phenomenal. So. Yeah, not that I, you know, um, discourage anyone from purchasing the equipment that they choose if you to want buy. to,
1: but you really, like, it's really not that necessary. because yeah. I, I don't do anything with it. I don't touch <laughs> the buttons. I don't so pretty. I don't use the mix <laughs> so board. Like I don't, I don't, I barely use it. And um, excuse me. And you know, when I edit, it's just a little bit of cuts here and there. Yeah, so yeah. it really doesn't matter as long as you have a well, like isolated room where you you. Mm-hmm your your sound is clear and clean then you're good and i think that's it that's like the fundamentals don't think too much about it because you can learn along the way that's good we are going to learn in this podcast Mm -hmm. we might change a few things we're going to experiment a lot with different topics and segments it's it's just a journey for you to enjoy really yeah and people will enjoy going on that journey with you so just do something you love I like that.
2: I think the other thing that I would just add, because, I mean, I, I, when I read this question, I'm like, mm, isn't it for me? Because <laughs> um, I've said it many times. Like, Shen is definitely the brains behind this operation. Like, I kind of just, like, show up here, smile, and, like, you know, <laughs> shoot the shit. And then I'm like, all right. And, uh, yeah, so she's, you know, phenomenal at editing and doing all that, that, that uh, fancy stuff. But the one thing that I thought about when, you know, she had approached me with the idea is, well, what's already out there? Like, is there, are there a lot of um, podcasts, like, centered around motherhood or adulting? And, you know, does that leave room for us? Is there a space for us? Will we have an audience? Is it worthwhile? And I, you know, had to stop myself and remember mm-hmm. what my sister had said to me when I was thinking about starting Yara Bean's Boutique, which is, she just started listing off a bunch of different children's stores. And she was like, the G- Baby Gap and Gymboree and the Children's Place and Old Navy. And she just started listing them off. And I'm like, what yeah, are you doing? And she's like, what do they all have in them? common? And I'm like, I guess they all sell baby clothes. And she's like, and they're all like within very close proximity of one another. And they all make bank. And she's like, it's really, it's not impossible for people to support multiple, like, you know, to to support businesses that, you know, cater to the same audience or have the same things or, you know, a podcast that shares the same topics. So don't be discouraged by the fact that there are other podcasts out there that may be discussing similar content. Uh, there's definitely enough room for
1: all of us, of course. Um, there yeah. is such thing as too much research because exactly. you kind of you know psych yourself out of doing it, but think of yourself as a consumer. If you listen to podcasts, I listen to podcasts mm-hmm. a lot. I listen to you know gossip podcasts oh, I, my oh, favorite. I I'm a huge <laughs> game of Thrones fan and Are I you? used to listen to like 10 different podcasts about the same thing oh my gosh i
0: can't believe that
1: (laughs) i can't believe you would watch
2: that long ass show and then sit down and listen to a podcast just about it
1: i am
0: surprised
1: you aren't aware by now that i'm a nerd (laughs) okay
2: (laughs) that's hilarious that is so funny no i agree i think there was a quote about that the other day with rihanna and it was like um fenty or rihanna just became the wealthiest female artist um, with per- particularly because of the Fenty brand mm-hmm. and the Fenty Beauty brand. And it said, like, what if she had said, like, no, this doesn't make sense that I do a makeup brand. Look, at there's already Kylie. There's um, Huda Beauty. There's Mary so Kay. Many there's names, every... Yeah. She's like, where would so I a whole industry in? already before you. Right? And she's like, what if I just... What if she had decided that that industry was too saturated and that she, there was be no room for her. Where would she have been? So,
1: and she changed the game. Changed. She changed the, <laughs> the whole game. game. Even game. with her lingerie, she changed. Yeah, with that Look, as well. Victoria's Secret out.
2: Yeah, it's see you true. later. It's so true. Uh, and that's that's the other thing too is like coming in and doing what you do and not being afraid of the similarities,
1: but finding your niche audience too is the other cool thing. The way I think, the way I see it is, if you're genuinely and wholeheartedly yourself yes you will find an audience yes you could be an like you can be the biggest weirdo in the world <laughs> look at like there's always a niche i people watch a doctor pop pimples okay leon's like favorite show i watch it though <laughs> oh, i used gross. to i used oh. to watch it on youtube oh disgusting you see what i mean you can google someone popping pimples That's so nasty. just do what you want to right. do and an audience will come to you. You just have to, don't, and also don't look for overnight success. Just do oh. it as a passion project.
2: Yeah,
0: I know Leigh
1: and I are the same kind of person. We like to hit the ground running. Listen, <laughs> I'm like, why hasn't Yara Bean's boutique made me a millionaire? <laughs> what the heck? She's looking at her bank books. I do not see a million dollars. I'm like, not that I'm giving up. Nope. This, That's no. strange. That is Where's weird. Where's all my money? <laughs>
2: Exactly how I feel. I be waking up in the morning, checking
1: my business account, like what? The same? Where are the other zeros? That's She's what I'm folding putting. her arms with her fur coat and her sunglasses, <laughs> like, waiting for her millions to come in. <laughs> you know that—that me. Yeah. The woman is like,
2: <laughs> she has her hand just like arrested just like looking into the abyss, like Yo, where is where are my coins? Where are my shillings?
1: Oh my! Oh, oh my, my gosh! gosh. Yeah. (laughs) So true. (laughs) But yeah, just give yourself the grace and patience and time. It's, you know, you got to work on yourself. Absolutely. And people appreciate the journey. Because I do. I'm a fan of people. And I am a fan of when they, you know, when they make that come up. Yeah. So I'm not gonna be too hard on myself. I see a lot of success for this podcast. I Same. see it going places. I believe because we are doing something we love. We're being genuine about it, and mm-hmm. we are enjoying even the audience that we have now. So yeah, you know, we're exactly. building we're building that foundation and that community. And you know, that's all I can give you. That's it. That is it. And with that being <laughs> said, we, we went over our time. We sure did. Nap time has been over. <laughs> Lunchtime is over. <laughs> dinner, time. It's, it's dinner time is it's late. <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> we got to go. But it was so good friends. This Please was fun
2: to um nominate bomb moms.
1: Also congratulations to our giveaway winner, <laughs> Vanessa. Yes. Yeah. she won um our self-care package prize. Oh, thank you so much for everyone else who um
2: you know like entered, the pose. entered. Yeah, we entered appreciate the- you. Please keep following us. Don't unfollow now that you didn't win. That's uh <laughs> That's Shady Boots. That is Shady Boots. We still love you.
1: There'll be more giveaways in the future, so stay tuned. Because we'll be hitting those milestones. Hello. So hang in there, guys. Mm -hmm. And um, nap time is over. We'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye.